This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equity Mates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own Now time. you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I, mean, I buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome to Get Started Investing, a podcast where we help you learn to invest in 15 minutes or less. Each episode, we take one real world business story and apply a key investing lesson to help you build your investor toolkit. If you're joining us for the very first time, welcome. We strongly recommend that you scroll up and start at episode one. And just a reminder before we do get stuck in, we are not experts, we're not finance professionals, and we are not licensed. So we're here learning just like you and nothing on this podcast should be taken as advice. With that said, though, let's crack on. My name is Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going? I'm very good, Bryce. Excited for this episode. We've only got 15 minutes. Let's crack in. That's it. So today we're unpacking uh, investing at the worst time is still better than not investing at all. Mm. And this episode is all thanks to Sharesies, who let you invest with no minimum. Pretty amazing. Pretty well, ha- like zero money. Zero money. <laughs> <laughs> the Sharesies platform was recently awarded a 2022 CanStar Innovation Excellence Award, with the judges saying, Ren, that the platform is, quote, unique with a significant wow factor as it reduces barriers to entry for new investors. Full credit to Sharesies. Uh, all investing obviously involves risks. Terms and conditions apply. And if you are interested in downloading the Sharesies app, uh, head to sharesies.com.au or visit your app store. But Ren, what's the news story? Yeah, so as you said, all investing does involve risk and we've seen that risk play out in markets this year. There's uh, talk of a recession, there's a lot of inflation and markets are down. And we've seen a few big names sell shares. And so I guess the question that comes out of that, Bryce, is if a lot of these people are selling, and we'll get to them in a second, should we sell as well? And the three big names that have sold, Elon Musk, number one. Elon Musk, always, his name's always, always floating around, out. isn't it? Yeah. He sold $7 billion of Tesla shares, takes his total uh, sales of Tesla shares in the last year to over $30 billion. He's cashing out. He is cashing out in a big way. Michael Burry, famously known for calling the global financial crisis. Uh, you'll see him in the movie The Big Short. Well, you'll see Christian Bale Christian playing Bale, him. yes. He has sold all but one of his stock positions. Yeah, we talk about that a little bit more over on Equity Mates. But then the final one, Bryce, that I came across last night, um, Tiger Global. They're probably one of the bigger names in the the tech run-up of the last few years. They were big investors in tech. Um, they've even sold a lot of their tech positions. They're mm. down a lot on some of them this year, but they didn't have the conviction to hold. They sold out and maybe sold out right at the bottom. But um, a lot of investors, a lot of big names are selling. And I think the last week, there's been a lot of headlines about these people selling. So that leads us to the lesson today because we all want to invest at the best time. We all want to buy low. We all want to buy the dip. And Mm. we should. We should be thinking about when there's more opportunity. But what we wanted to do is have a look through history and take a look at some of the absolute worst times to invest 
and ask the question, is investing at the worst time better than not investing at all? Well, the lesson, rent is that it is. Yes. I mean, <laughs> the fact that we're talking about it probably indicates what the answer to that question is. But I think this is really important. And I always, there's one story that I always trot out when we get interviewed or we do a live show. And I always remind myself of these stories and these stats because it can be scary investing when you know there's, there's headlines in that you know the economy is headed to a recession or that there's inflation you, you get really nervous and uh, you you might decide that investing is too risky or, or it's not for you um, and these are some of the stories that I remind myself and I think it, they're good ones to share for people who are just getting started and who might be thinking that they won't get started. Yeah. Well, let's have a look, Ren. So we'll start it uh, with an example of 2008. We spoke about Michael Burry. This was the start of the global financial crisis, probably a point uh, in the most recent point in history other than the crash of, during COVID, of course, where you would be feeling incredibly scared about not investing. Mm. What we know now is Wall Street can bring down Main Street. And uh, frankly, I'm going to tell you, it's a little scary. Your company is now bankrupt. Our economy is in a state of crisis. Did you mislead your investors? And I remind you, sir, you're under oath. In your testimony today. Yes. Yeah, so Lehman Brothers, the investment bank, uh, it collapsed on a Monday. Let's say the Friday before Lehman Brothers collapsed, you bought an S&P 500 index fund, a fund that just holds a little bit of the 500 biggest companies in America. If you'd bought that on the Friday and then Monday Lehman Brothers collapsed, that is the worst time Mm, to mm. buy the American stock market. Six months from that day, you would have lost half your money, down 50%. Ouch. Ouch. If you had just held through the global financial crisis and beyond, 10 years later from when you first bought on that fateful Friday, you would have doubled your money. Doubled it, Bryce, even though you were down 50%. But the the kicker to that story, if you had reinvested your dividends throughout that time, you would have tripled your money. Yeah. So even if you'd invested at the very worst time, it would have definitely been better than not investing at all. What if you'd invested on the Tuesday? You would have absolutely smashed well, it. Well, <laughs> true. <laughs> I mean, the market didn't collapse 50% in a day. <laughs> well, what I mean is like investing on the Friday, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have known it's coming. So You inve- wouldn't have, yeah. Yeah, so the, the scary time, I guess, investing at the worst time is actually saying, I'm going to get in on the Tuesday yeah. where you see the collapse on the Monday. The worst time in some people's mind would be to say, okay, well, we've, we've, the Lehman Brothers have collapsed, so I'm going to get in. Yeah, true. Imagine if you had invested not just that Tuesday, but every time you got a paycheck, you invested a little bit in a uh, in your chosen investments every Tuesday or every uh, the first Tuesday of every month, whenever you got paid, and your dollar cost averaged all the way down and all the way up. That would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that would have been epic. And I think uh, you, uh, and uh, platforms like Sharesies do allow you to get into the markets in small increments like that. And I think we do talk about dollar cost averaging, Ren. You can invest a cent a day on Sharesies. You could. <laughs> <laughs> so a, lot of, a lot of admin to have to like log in every day, but they do make it easy. They and, do make it and easy. And according to that CanStar judge, they have a significant wow, wow factor. <laughs> and you know what? We all need a bit more wows in our day. <laughs> so that's one 
one uh, historical example, but Bryce, that's not the only historical example. No, let's go back even further. 2000, uh, NASDAQ, the tech heavy index over in the States, peaked uh, on the 10th of March, 2000. So Ren, what happened if you had bought NDQ, it's a tech index, ETF, the week before? If you'd bought it on the 3rd of March, a week before the crash or the height, sorry, by September 2001, uh, a year and a half later, you were down 75%. Yeah, you'd turned a dollar into 25 cents. Ouch, <laughs> now that hurts. But uh, it took until 2015, yes, that's 15 years, to get back to the point at which you got into the market. However, if you managed to hold from that point, it then went gangbusters. By January 2020, you've doubled your money. By January 2021, you've tripled your money. Yeah. So again, another example of how staying in the market and continued continuing to invest during periods where it probably feels and goes against all your inner emotion and, and feeling to keep investing when markets are at their worst. Uh, it's another example that it, it has paid dividends. Yeah. Now that isn't with dividends reinvested. So if you had reinvested your dividends, it would be even higher. But that's 15 years, Bryce. That's a long time to be down. Half my life. Less than half my life because I'm younger <laughs> than you. <laughs> um, but that's, I think that's uh, like, that's a really important illustration of it's not easy to be a long-term investor. Like 15 years is a long time, but that's that's what we mean when we talk about long-term investing. It's, you know, if in 2000, I told you in 20 years, you would have tripled your money, but it just would have been a slow linear grind upwards. You would have taken that. Yeah. Hell yeah, I'll triple my money. <laughs> um, but the way that the market doesn't move in a slow linear grind upwards. It depends how far you zoom out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair. But but I think I think um, you would invest it at the very worst time, and today you're still more than okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. those are the stories that I always remind myself of when I'm thinking about this stuff. So those are the stories, Bryce. Can I just add one thing to that? Of course. <laughs> Thank you. I think the other part that I remind myself when you're right, 15 years is a long time to get back in the green. But one of the key things that we talk about often is making sure that the money you're putting in the market is not needed for any other purpose than investing, which should give you the comfort that if it takes five years, if it takes 10 years, if it takes 15 years, that money is not going to be needed elsewhere and you're not going to want to pull it out. You're not going to want to mm. need it for an emergency. And so having that money in the account for no other reason than to invest should make your horizon as long as possible. Yeah, and that can sound quite privileged to say, just take the money that you don't need to live and put it in the market. Uh, and traditionally, yeah, it, it was because you needed a minimum of $500 to invest and not everyone had that money to invest. But platforms, Sharesies is one of them. There are other platforms, but I think Sharesies, you said no minimum. You can literally invest one cent. And so even if you start with like really small amounts, you make a coffee at home rather than buying a coffee at the shops and you take that $4, well, now it's probably like five dollars. Five fifty-eight for me. Yeah, um, <laughs> and you, so you take that five fifty-eight <laughs> and and you put it in the market. Like that adds up and compounds over time. So yeah. the idea that it's not money that you need, it can sound like, oh, well, then it's not for me because I need my money. But even a dollar here, a dollar yeah. there, the small amounts. Bring let's bring it back to Australia because Vanguard have pulled out some data. A $10,000 investment in 1991, the year that you were born? Yes, correct. So 
$10,000 invested in Australian shares in 1991 by 2022 was worth $131,413. So that, that's about 9.8% return a year. But again, that's not a slow linear grind upwards because what happened, what's happened in your lifetime, Bryce, between 1991 and 2002, aside from the Sydney Swans winning two premierships? <laughs> the Bombers won <laughs> in 2000. Ren, from a market point of view, we've seen some uh, incredible market action. 1997, Asian financial crisis. 2000, tech wreck. 2001, terror attack. 2008, global financial crisis. The end of the mining boom here in Australia. We've seen five prime ministers in five years. We've seen COVID hit. We've seen the COVID rebound. And now we're seeing political tensions and war over in, in uh, Ukraine that's yeah. also having impact. We've seen inflation like we've never seen it before. Yet we've still managed to turn 10,000 uh, from 1991 into uh, an astonishing $131,413. Yeah. Now that's that's the story that we have to keep reminding ourselves as investors. Even investing at the worst time is better than not investing at all. That That is a lesson that history tells us. Now, Bryce, the final question as we get to the end of our 15 minutes, why shouldn't I sell and then buy back in? How do you know when you're going to buy back in? Great question. So there's some data from the S&P 500 from America that really illustrates this point. You have to stay invested because you don't want to miss the best days. And over a 15-year period from 2006 to 2021, if you would miss the 10 best days on the stock market, the 10 days where the stock market went up the most, you would have missed out on more than half of your returns. $10,000 invested in 2006 would be worth $46,000 in 2021, would have been worth $46,000 in 2021. If you'd missed those 10 best days, it would have been worth $21,000. Wow. And you don't know when the best days are yeah. going to happen. And so that's why if you sell and then you buy and you miss the rebound and then you buy back in, you miss some of those really good days. And so the data shows us that, again, it's not a slow, consistent grind upwards, that sometimes you have big up days and you don't want to miss them. So that, that's why the data suggests, well, that's why history shows us that um, staying invested is important. Staying invested is incredibly important, Ren, and I hope those few facts there really highlight that. And I, I think we should close just by saying we know that it's a hard thing to do. We've, we've been there uh, experiencing your portfolio falling upwards of 50% is not an easy thing to, to stomach, but... Um, you know, these, these sort of stats, these stories help us at least uh, get through those times and remind ourselves of the beauty of being a long-term investor and the fact that we have no one else to answer to other than ourselves when it comes to investing. We don't have mandates like the professionals do. So um, something to keep in mind. But a big thank you to Sherzies for supporting this episode who have been awarded the 2022 CanStar Innovation Excellence Award. Not only do they have Wow Factor Ren, but they CanStar flagged the platform's competitive pricing structure, especially for smaller investment amounts, which you've spoken about today. You don't need huge investment amounts to get started and paired with a focus on education and financial empowerment. Yeah, love that. So Ren, that's it. We'll pick it up next week with another news story. Don't forget, grab your FinFest tickets, equitymates.com slash FinFest. Check out all the other content that we're doing. If you're enjoying this uh, format, let us know. Uh, contact at equitymates.com. Similarly, if you're interested in more business news, check out our business news podcast, The Dive, uh, in your podcast player now. Ren, we'll pick it up next week. Sounds good. Get Started Investing is a product of Equitymates Media. 
All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Get Started Investing are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equity Mates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equity Mates Media and the hosts of Get Started Investing acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.